So the other day we talked about the, the relationship between death and life. And I would like to know a bit more about um, how fear affected you in the past. Give an example of it. Right. I think that the times in the past that I've been in positions where I hurt other people, where I acted out of insecurity, um, from a space where it's like you're acting not integral. Mm. All of those times have been from the space of fear. Fear of rejection, fear of not fitting in, fear of being different, fear of being lonely, being alone. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also interesting parts which go into um, now that I'm that I'm experiencing a lot of growth and a lot of positive emotions. I'm being met with some sort of backlash, which is like part of you don't deserve this, or mm. good enough. If you get to that place, you know, with some of the projects I'm doing, it's like, you know, having all of these positive things come to you. And it goes, I don't deserve that. Yeah. And we talked about that too, which is like, oh, there comes in the part of self-sabotage. It's like, to compensate for all the good things, I kind of felt myself falling back into into habits that were long gone, mm -hmm. came back to me. Yeah. Um, so I did visit just as a per, as per week ago. Did visit that dark place where I just felt like crying three or four days straight. Where it's like I had tears in my eyes, and I was like, I don't know where it's really coming from because everything externally is good. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that externally is not. Um, in a, in, a, in a safe space, I'm safe. Mm. But internally, and this is things that I'm working on that come from my childhood, that I haven't yet worked myself through. To put myself in a space of feeling lonely or not good enough for the good things that were coming into my life. Self-sabotage. Yeah. Like we said, I was like, I just want to you know, for some reason, go and buy a bunch of Coca-Cola and drink it. You know? and it's like, I don't, I'm, I don't abuse sugar anymore. Yeah. But that's something that happened when I was a, when I was a young kid. I was, I was addicted to sugar. It's a way out, though. And it's, it's such an easy way out. It's such an easy way out, and it's, it's in a can. Yeah. And it's red, and it's yeah. flashy, yeah. and there's yeah. commercials. And it's like, you know, feel fresh, Coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy how they, I think, I think, the marketing itself, I mean, there's lots of uh, marketing techniques that take advantage of these uh, situations yeah. as well. Because Positive emotions. And actually, I want to tie that back into something else as well, because I, um, something I want to add to that is that I was on antidepressive medication for, for six years. Up until I got to the hospital, and then after I came out of the hospital, I quit on them. Hmm. And, and one of the main reasons that I went into that was that my parents were afraid that if I didn't follow the advice of, of the doctors, well then bad things were going to happen. Mm. So 
kind of what I want to tie that into is that sometimes we just do what's easy, what's available, because we're afraid of what might happen in the in the absence of taking an action. Sometimes we don't need to take an action to to spend time being in our in ourselves, and we the body will let us know if there's something that's not in that healthy state, and then and then it guides us, and we'll find a way. You know? We'll find a way. We just have to allow for space and time to do that thing. And I think a lot of times uh, what fear does is it triggers us to act irrationally mm -hmm. out of a spur of the moment. And unfortunately, you know, we have a plethora of um, recreational drugs, alcohol, and a, and a wide array of things like that like take us out of that. So, you know, for me, uh, fear, that's a thing that I'm really working on, dealing with at this current moment, like as of today. And it's interesting. And and for you, what's 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 the point like of fear that you, you're facing right now? It's funny because uh, right now, you know, I couldn't do well sometimes. Uh, Chinese is Nowadays, sometimes it's the same feeling you have as we, we, we can have like an amazing life. We can, we can be on a, in a very sweet spot in our life, but we all have those days mm. where we're walking the street and we fall in a hole. And, and I'm still afraid of those days. I'm still afraid of having those days. I'm still afraid of, uh, of, um, self-sabotaging my, my own, my own, uh, life, my own day, my own career, my own personal life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and sometimes you, you want to see the, the light, but you can't see it. And you, you try to grab yourself to whatever it is to, to get out of the hole and you can't get out of the hole. What you said is that sometimes you, you don't have to do much. You just have to wait mm -hmm. and things pass mm -hmm. and you have to give you the space, holding space for yourself. Mm -hmm. Give you the space to understand that these things happen, and uh, that you don't have to be on, in control of every situation all the time, because that's what they teach us. And you have to control your life all the time, and that's not necessary. Sometimes just let it be, let, let it be, let it. And and it's true that it helps you when you're connected, and connected in different levels. Connected when when you love your body, when you love your mind, when you love your your relationships, when you respect your people, when you when you don't blame, mm. when you don't use obsessions or like easy dopamine to cover certain emotional lacks. Mm. That and, for example, another fear that I, I had lately was, the, and it came back from the past, it was mm. I spent eight days uh, alone with my son because my wife went to Egypt. And it was the first time I only spent a couple of days with my son on my own, like two or three days. And this was the first time I would I would spend proper week with him, with our mom. And lots of fears came to my mind. Fears of uh, not being able to manage certain situations that I never lived for, or, or even the fear of not waking up in the morning. Man. Mm. That was a real fear some days. And it's like, I know, it, I know it comes from a little, little, little uh, 
um, remain of trauma from that event that I lived uh, eight years ago. It's, it's like, what if, what if it happens to me now? And, I, and he's and alone. And he's, and yeah, that was that yeah. was scary. Mm -hmm. And that was some some that that's a feeling that I understand that people may have. For example, I know that uh, grand grandparents may have that feeling sometimes mm -hmm. because when the, the older you get, the closer you get to that point, that event. Mm -hmm. And you're very afraid of being alone with such a small being because he's depending on you. And what what if, what if I just, I remember one day I was I was two years old and my mom fainted in front of me. Mm. And maybe I have some kind of a, also trauma with that experience mm. because I, my mom was cleaning um, something and she she just she just uh, hit the head against something. I don't I don't remember. It's too small. But she just fainted in front of me and I thought my mom was dead. And that event was shocking, really, really shocking. And just thinking that my son could live that, I was like, oh, man, no, relax, you know? And I, and my heart represents lots of things. And I feel, I feel a lot, I have a big heart because of my, my past as a, as a sportsman. And I, I, I did so many crazy things and my heart grew to a, to a next level. So. My, I feel it, and I, mm. I feel the. And that makes me a bit crazy sometimes. It makes me uh, fearful, mm. you know. And in the past, I wanted to make a to link it to the past because one thing I wanted I didn't mention last last time maybe it was that fear in the past used to. Um, limit my relationships to the point of not being able to evolve because I was afraid of talking things out mm -hmm. and certain things that I wanted to get rid of uh, certain experiences that I wanted and I needed to, to live with that person but I was not I was afraid of putting it out and man I missed out on many, many, many things because of my fears. And then you realize that when you say it, most of the time the other person is vibrating at the same level you're vibrating and they want the same. And then you're like, and I've been waiting all these years without opening my mouth because of the fear. And I missed all that. And now all of a sudden I'm 38 years old and I didn't do all the things I wanted to do because I didn't fucking say it. Come on, you know? So that's. That's one of the things that I learned from the past. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's something that, and, and, and it is something that helped us a lot having a, a death experience because we looked at all so many fears that we have fabricated. And even though I haven't, obviously I haven't lived as many years as you, so I don't have the years to reflect onto those things, but I do have these visions sometimes of, when I feel like this, because it comes here, when you feel like mm -hmm. you want to say something, mm -hmm. and you know that there's something that you want to say, there's something you want to share, there's something in your body telling you, hey, you yeah. know, yeah. if you act on the opposite of that, well, when I do that, when I act on the opposite of that, in my mind, I see that event play out 10 years into the future. Mm. And it's like, because you can go 10 years without telling someone something. And I did have some um, 
some some events in my in my whole family, which is like there were some people that hadn't told their own father that they loved them until mm-hmm. the point that they passed away. Yeah. And sometimes we're afraid of even just showing emotions mm-hmm. to show that you know I love you, mm-hmm. I care for you, and it's something that I've been practicing you know, as a result of. You know, me actually visualizing the result of my silence. Because being silent isn't not making a choice. That's a choice as much as as the doing itself. Because if you choose to, if you're in a burning house uh, and you choose to stand still, but if you burn into ashes with the house itself, or you do what you can to prevent the fire from spreading. So in the act of not doing, sometimes we're in a burning house and we need to take action because otherwise we'll, we'll um, live the experience of, of our um, inability to, to, to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think that even though we're at different stages um, in, our, in our lives, that's something that we reflect on a daily basis, really just working through those things and it's a daily process it's not something that's been going away after experience it's still on the daily but i think that we've come more in touch with that process Um, and even now i'm feeling emotional about it because those situations that i've been standing in and especially recently where i've really pushed myself to have conversations with people that i felt um, that i felt were necessary and I realized that, you know, for example, I, I'll actually draw one example because I, it came to my mind is that um, after my, my experience in the hospital where, where I nearly passed away, it's eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't had a conversation with my father regarding that. Mm-hmm. And we still even haven't to this day thoroughly gone through it because I think that, you know, it's eight years and, and that's also a process for him to kind of go through to kind of understand what actually happened because you don't think about it yeah, and then you yeah. don't think about it you don't have a clear understanding about it so but just now eight years later are we starting this conversation mm-hmm. and it's um as much as it's and it, as it's been uh, difficult for me to truly understand the people around me and their perspectives it's really lovely of a process to go through now because i'm connecting with them on a different on a different level um, and I would say that fear also goes into it, but not fear of what he would think about me um, or other things. Uh, I think it was just fear of instigating a conversation that I know he does not want to go into. Um, but but yeah, coming from that vulnerable space, I think it really opens from that because. Also, me going to him and acting from fear isn't going to open space. Because yeah. then you're coming in with a certain agenda. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Mm, you know, you're kind of dragging away. You're, you're conditioning yourself. Away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and now coming. Fear of rage, because sometimes fear is connected yeah. to rage because fear brings certain insecurities. Exactly. And compensate and, for it. Yeah, and you compensate with the with the kind of drama sometimes. And, mm. and we don't know how to put it out because. You need a lot of peace of mind to be able to manage fear and talk it out in that way, you know, especially with, with parents. Absolutely. 
with my with my father is quite similar. You know, you gave me a very nice idea. I I actually I just realized that I never asked my parents what did you feel when that happened. Mm. Never. I don't know what they felt. I mean, I can imagine from my own perspective what they felt. But I think it's a beautiful game to ask what you feel. Because maybe what I'm guessing has nothing to do with what you really felt. And, and it could also be a layer of scenario from a different life or something. Yeah. And also the fact of, uh, because I saw my father crying mm. that time. And we have been a couple of years without contact because we, we had a kind of a rough period. And I, <clears throat> I remember seeing him uh, knocking at the door at the intensive cares because he couldn't he couldn't believe that I was I was in that stage that his son was dying you know? his only son was about to, well no I had my brother already he was uh, very 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 young and and it's uh it's it's something that the same way I couldn't I couldn't express to my dad my my, uh, my emotions in the past because we all have this kind of trauma related to our parents, uh, probably he was not able still to tell me certain things about that event. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it's it's a, it's a work we have to do together, you know, because my mother, my father, me, we were the triangle that, that lived that situation. Mm -hmm. And there's a very interesting thing that uh, you talked about is about this, this, the, the signs that you have in your body, what kind of... Uh, how your body expresses the, the need to talk things out. And for, for, for you, clearly, it's in your, in your neck. Yeah. And because uh, we've been talking about it for a long time. In my case, it's in the stomach. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. each of us, we choose a place in the body. And it's that place where we focus all the frustration, anger. All the energy that we don't release. Exactly. All the energy we don't release actually causes tension in the body. Mm. Mm. And that tension, we have to let it go. Because otherwise, I always, many years ago, because of, the, because of my grandmother, when she got Alzheimer's, I started to understand disease from an emotional point, from an emotional point of view. And I realized that people who do not empty themselves in a healthy way, you develop certain certain diseases, or you yes. you, you can develop certain. Diseases. Yes, um, chronic disease uh, usually comes from child trauma. Yeah. And usually, uh, a lot of it comes from child trauma. Here, also, traumatic events. Hmm. And uh, what happens is that basically the body uses certain events to gauge the new modality of how things are moving around. Yeah. And those things can happen in cycles and patterns. And it's a survival mechanism from the body, but you know, yeah. not everything that comes us um, that comes natural through the body is something that we want to keep around. We need to be conscious of um, the landscape of our body in order to live a life. That um, I mean, if your dream is to live a peaceful and happy life then you do need to take care of yourself and really understand the parts where you have tension in your body because every part of tension in your body that you have that's a part in your body that is um cold let's say yeah, yeah. 
and, and, and we have a species that's called you can add from that and then there might sound a little bit of that, like abstract but it's really it's, it's bioenergetics it's bio yeah, yeah, yeah. because um you know the way that that I was diagnosed with depression and things like that. They did scans on me, they checked my whole system, and they're like, oh, they're looking at that number, and it's like, oh, well, that's way lower than the average human yeah. being. There you go, and you need to be filled. So you can, you can gauge the amount of activity in different parts of the body, as well as in the brain. Whereas people that are depressed, they have uh, lower activities within certain parts of the brain. So if you, if you tie that physical aspect to not releasing energy, we can create certain symptoms because it's stuck in your body. And you know, how good doesn't it how good does it feel to just see what you feel? It's I get a release. A, I get an idea. Why don't yeah. we why don't we play a game? Yeah. Then, uh, we gotta we gotta talk to a pattern somehow. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We gotta we gotta ask what did you feel mm. back then? What did you really feel? Mm. And what do you feel when you when you got to know that I was that I was going with the I was in the case that I decided to go in my case that something decided to do. And uh, let's put it on a, on a video. Okay? Let's let's share it because I think that's something that probably the fact that we, we did not have the chance to talk it out with them yes. means it's still inside us. It's true. Let's, let's um, do that. Yes, in my case, like I told you yesterday, um, I had a talk with my mother. She told me that someone in my close family, you know, blood family, had uh, committed suicide. Mm. And, um, you know, even though it's eight years after my attempt, she finally realized that, you know, it's maybe, maybe it is just sharing. Maybe we just talk about it. Right. Maybe that's the way to do it. She actually um, said that she was open for that as well. So that's definitely going to be something that we're going to put out there because, as much as I had my process, her, um, she is a mother, she had her own process. You know, how do I actually navigate my child not being happy? Is it because of me? Or is it because of my child? Or is it because of this? Super tough. And there's so many things that go into it. And I can just imagine, especially during these times where there's so many things that. Um, we're taught as young humans, young beings, that go against the natural way of being. Mm. We have to show um, certain masks to people. Be this way, don't be that way. Study this, don't study that. You know, so you know that that's an internal struggle as well. And even though I have not spoken to her about it, I know it because I can empathize with people on that level now. Uh, so. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs>